1: Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I would like to thank you for tuning in each week. And I'd also like to tell you this is our first recording in the year 2020. So happy 2020. And we do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as digital transformation and how big data is changing our lives to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. Now, I'd like to invite you to please listen to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And if you can't get us live, then download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. So I invite you to also connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to Leadership Beyond Borders at Gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear on this series. And today, in this series, we're going to talk about something very, very exciting, something educational and fun we're going to talk about body language and this suggestion came from a listener so drop me a line and tell me what you want to hear about so if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one regardless if your business is international or local make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself Now, back to the subject of body language. Now, body language is something that we all notice, but we actually don't think about, especially when it comes to gender and cultural differences in body language. I mean, we do live with many stereotypes when it comes to gender and culture. I mean, there are the classic stereotypes like Italians talk with their hands or women cross their legs and men leave them open. But the question I pose Are these only stereotypes or do these differences really exist? And if they do exist, what does that mean in the context for us as business people? Should we recognize and react to these differences or should we completely ignore them? And then, of course, there's the flip side. We all exhibit certain body languages and others interpret them. So how others interpret bonded language could be very important to we as business people when doing business in different cultures. For example, what I can think about is direct eye contact may be accepted in one culture and not another. And as a business person, I question how successful I could be or you could be if you don't understand these small non cl- clues when doing businesses in different cultures i personally think body language is the unspoken element of communication that can help push us towards a person or push us away from one gestures like facial gestures posture all either bring us towards a person or away but i'm not an expert in this field and we have an expert in this field with us today. And I'd like to introduce Stefan Vera. He is the one of the most in demand body language experts in Europe, working with universities, business people and scientific institutions to help us better understand what our body language is revealing about who we are and what we are thinking. With great humor and great scientific insight, He has fascinated more than 100,000 participants in 13 countries and four continents. He actively involves his participants and gets them up and running, literally, as they try out and discover live what he's talking about, and doing so, reach their own conclusions about the powerful impact of body language. He is a keynote speaker, guest lecturer at several universities, and best-selling author. His books, Dein Körper Spracht, Dein Körper Flirted, um, are books that are available on Amazon in German. But he does lectures in English and German. And he has numerous television shows, radio shows, and has 3.2 million video clicks 80,000 followers, and up to 650,000 views per social media posts. And Stefan was with us in May, as we talked about on this show, general body language. And Stefan, I'd like to, you know, welcome. Thank you for taking time to come back to us.
2: Kimberly, thank you. I could have listened to you longer and longer. This
1: was <laughs> a praise on my person. Thank you so much. Well, it's so great to have you <laughs> back. Oh, and you know what? We want to talk about gender and culture today. Yes. So let, let's, you know, there's femininity, there's masculinity. Um, let's begin with gender. Do do men and women really exhibit different body language? Uh, well, they do. Um, maybe not in general, but on average. And there
2: is an evolutionary necessity behind that. Because uh, from our physical um From our physical constitution, we don't differ that much between men and women. But we have to show the differences. Otherwise, we couldn't decipher that easily whether it is a man or a woman.
1: Okay. So this is evolutionary. So is this then... You know, we're built, you know, we all have bodies, we all have arms, legs, heads, okay. But uh, genetically, are, are su- is this learned behavior, these these subtle differences, or is it really genetic?
2: That, that is not that easy to say. Um, some of, of it is learned, but that that is not the major part. And we do know that because when we observe primates, even primate babies, so to say, they differ in their body language, whether it is a male or a
1: female baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are some of these differences? Let's talk about those.
2: Oh, um, uh, when, we, when, we, when we are born as, as babies, it is very hard to decipher whether it is a female baby or a male baby. Mm-hmm. We have to put them into different colors, clothings. Mm-hmm. So mostly it's ba- it's, it's female, is, it's pink and boys are blue. So we know from the first side on, it is a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. From the youth on, let's say 15, 16 on, it is the clothing with which we differ, which, which w- with which we try to show our environment. Hey, look at me, I am a female human being or I'm a male human being. It's our hairdo. When you go into schools, which I do every now and then, and give speeches on body language, when you look at pupils, let's say fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years, you will see that almost each and every girl in the room has long hair, mm-hmm. and long hair is one of the oldest signals where we differ in in, this, in the in gender because mm-hmm. we are the only primate. Um, that's that's um, hair on the head grows until down to the hips mm-hmm. and that is normally no primate that. and what females started early on in in the history of human beings was to show with the hairdo i am a female and that is you can see that today when when women, are watch, when women are seeing a mirror, what do they do? Normally, one of the first actions is they try to get their hair well done. Mm-hmm. And that is just one of the things. And, but more important than the hairdo is in, in puberty is the body language. Mm-hmm. And you said something, boys are sitting with, with spread legs and ladies and, and girls are sitting with crossed legs. Yeah, well, there's, uh, there's some truth behind that. Um, the crossed leg position is a very young position in the history of human beings because when you are living in the jungle and the saber-toothed tiger came around the corner, you couldn't sit there with crossed legs. <laughs> so that is a signal of, um, of a culture that is not afraid of being attacked anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the first uh, first point. It is a young gesture. And the second point is, yes, normally it's... It's uh, mainly women that do that, or at least more. Mm -hmm. There's a small and tiny reason because the hips are a little bit different, only a little bit, and this little difference makes it easier for women to keep their legs closed. Boys, by the way, it is the hips and not any other body part that makes it not possible to put your um, uh, legs together. That is important. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is a little bit easier for women to, to cross their legs. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, Stefan, when I think about this, uh, mm. and I think about it in a business context, okay, mm. because I always, uh, you know, uh, space plays a role also, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I, I, and I think of, of you know, business meetings where these guys come in and sit down and take up a lot of space, how much, uh, you know, how much is that mass to gender, you know, the the expansion of the body is what I want to say.
2: Yeah, I, I I got you. Um, you're you're completely right. It's mostly men that come into the room and sit with widespread legs and put their jackets on the on the on the chair near them and and spread their their pants around the table. They they, they spread it. They they claim for more ground, and that was an evolutionary necessity because the person who has the most ground, the biggest the biggest area, had also the best or the the most resources available. Mm -hmm. And that made him attractive also for the female creatures, the female human beings, because that gave the females the proof that this human being can feed the babies. Mm -hmm. So this, this spreading has a necessity, but there's a huge but. Um, when we see today in a metro or on a bus, um, a man sitting with spread legs, yeah, um, most of them don't do it consciously. Mm-hmm. That is important. Most of them don't do it; con- they are just used to do it. Mm-hmm. And if we look at women in and in in, in in primitive cultures where they live. Still on the floors of the woods of the floor uh, in the floor of the savanna, then we see that also the females sit with spread legs, mm-hmm. and that is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the clothing style of women, also in business context, we see. Um, a lot of times it is just not possible for women to sit with spread legs because if you're wearing a skirt, you can't sit with spread legs. You mm-hmm. know, if you have a one-on-one discussion a one-on-one communication and the person uh, is sitting opposite you, especially if it is a man, you want avo- to avoid um, spread legs when mm-hmm. wearing a skirt. So that is yeah. a social thing. It is
1: not that female couldn't do it. Yeah, and and so here's a space thing. But the the other thing I think about when I go into you know the difference that I notice is facial expressions. Okay, and I've always heard people in business say, well, the women wear the emotions on their face, and the men have, you know, you can't tell what they're thinking. What about Mm -hmm. that as far as body language?
2: Yeah, that is one of the main differences. When you see two women talking, when they're having a coffee or a cup of tea, when they are talking, you see that they have an enormous um, amount of of things going on in their facial expressions. And that is important. You know, smiling, looking angry, looking astonished. The eyebrows go up and down. The the, the corners of the mouth go up and down. The mouth goes uh, open And closes. When you see boys or men talking when they are having a beer, it's almost as if they would be sleeping. Mm -hmm. And the reason (laughs) for that is when we see facial expressions, we can read the emotions. And that connects. Imagine um, you as a as a human as as a female human being, and your best female friend comes to you and she is sad. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you can see it in her face. And the thing is you also get a little bit sad with her. And
1: mm-hmm. the same
2: is when she comes to you and she's really, really happy. You also can see that in your in your in her face. And that makes you also a little bit more happy. So that is is a thing. And now Christmas is over and remember a lot of women will have uh, prepared presents for their husbands and they are really excited mm-hmm. because the husband yeah is he might be happy and you know that they, they wrap it the present and they give it to him with a smile in the face and he just says thank you yeah. and, <laughs> And I'm sure that is that is what a lot of women will will have experienced this this uh, this past days, this Christmas <laughs> days. And the thing is that when we don't see the the joy in the face of the other person, in that case of the husband, we don't know whether he was happy or not. Yeah. And it is completely different if imagine the following thing: um, a woman borrows one liter of milk from the neighbor. And she knocks at the door and gets from the female neighbor the, the the milk. Two days later, she wants to say thank you, and she brings her a chocolate. Mm -hmm. And a little flower is on the chocolate. She rings the doorbell and the the, the neighbor, the female neighbor opens the door and she says, oh, what nice, a chocolate, how nice is that? And both of the females smile at each other, eyebrows are open. They show the same facial expressions, Mm -hmm. very exaggerated emotional facial expression. And that is the connection. It is not the chocolate. The chocolate is only a means of transporting the emotions from one face to the other. And that is a huge advantage that women have available. And that is one of the most important reasons, uh, one of the most important, let's say, problems in evolution for female is the reason for that
1: yeah that's interesting um yeah and Stefan we're gonna we're gonna take a short break now, and when we come back, I want to kind of continue on that and talk about cultural differences a little bit okay not just okay. gender so for our uh for our listeners we're talking with Stefan Vera, who's one of the most in demand body language experts in Europe working with universities business people, and scientific institutes and he has over three point two million video clicks eight 80,000 followers, and 650,000 views on social media. So connect with him on his website, www.stephenvera.com, and also on LinkedIn under Stephen Vera, and on Facebook under Stephen Vera, and that is Stefan as S-T-E-F-A-N, and Vera, V-E-R-R-A. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Station, and with that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back when it
0: comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
3: Be sure to like the Voice America Business Channel on Facebook. You'll find out about up-to-the-minute business happenings and get ideas from entrepreneurs and business professionals. Search Voice America Business or click the like button under the player and stay ahead of the curve. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture. But a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and BizHelp for you. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers in peace of mind from payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips. You'll find something new with each week's episode. This help for you can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time and 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly Lewis. And we are talking today with Stefan Vera. He's one of the most in demand body language experts in Europe. And um, before the show, we just started talking about the difference of gender differences in body language. And, and Stefan, we just talked about these facial expressions. Now, let, let's, I'm a businesswoman. And I'm kind of dealing with this all the time. And, you know, I do my face does show emotion and I'm I'm, you know, the only female in the boardroom. Um, how do I deal with this? I mean, what are some tips for, to, to help me and 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 also, you know, to help the, the guys who are working with me? You know, how do we find the bridge between these things?
2: Yeah, um, um, most importantly, you have to use both, show a lot of facial expressions and show a lot of stability in your facial expressions. Mm-hmm. It's only you have to know the reason and the purpose of the different um, expressions. Showing a lot of facial expression makes it easy to connect with other people. You know, okay. if you welcome someone and you show it with your face that you are happy to see them, that is a way to connect well. On the other hand, if you are really stable in your facial expression, as we called it before, the male form of facial expression, which doesn't show a lot of differences in the emotions, is when there is an emergency situation. Or when you want to come across very strictly, when you want to come across um, this point is really important, for instance, then you should show a lot of stability in your facial expression. So it is not that one thing is better than the other. The best thing is to have the variety in your facial expressions.
1: Mm -hmm. And and so depending on the situation, I'm either going to to show a little more facial expression or hold a little bit back, regardless of what gender I am. And that might be a little bit more difficult for women to do? No, Um, I think mm
2: -hmm. it is easier for women. It is more difficult for men to show Uh facial expressions. Uh So I think women have have more advantage in that because... (laughs) To, to see it from a muscular um, uh, perspective, your muscles are trained to smile, to raise your eyebrows. Um, male facial expression, when, when I work with men and I say to them, if you have something important, raise your eyebrows. Some of them don't even know how to raise, your, uh, mm. raise their eyebrows. I only see that with
1: women who use Botox. <laughs> that's good uh, and, and what about so that's the face but what about the body so you're up doing a presentation okay uh, what kind of tips can you give us for that okay oh
2: yeah that is important um, I did a I did an analysis of the last um, Apple keynote on my YouTube channel you will find it it is also in English and you will see that the the biggest mistake that people do is they try to show off on stage The Uh most important thing is when you walk on stage, no matter how big the stage is, you should think of it like it would be in a bar right around the corner and you would be talking to friends. And don't show off as if it wouldn't be a part of your everyday life. People want human beings on stage. And that is the biggest authenticity you can show. Don't show off on stage, whether you're
1: male or female. Okay, and and you know what? With that tip, that bring me brings me to another question, because you talk about presentations, okay, mm-hmm. and and I see a lot of uh, presentations from a lot of different nationalities, and and sometimes I I come up you know, maybe I'm stereotyping in my own head, okay? You know, mm-hmm. I, the Americans always seem to be so big on stage, okay? And then mm-hmm. maybe another culture. So how does culture play into this?
2: Yeah, um, it is not the American culture that makes them so big on stage. What they, it is more what they learn in school. Because mm-hmm. in American schools, each and every week, you have to present something on stage. When you go to a German school, they hardly do it once or twice a year. So, most of them are really intimidated on stage. That is at least my experience. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is um, here in Europe, um, mainly in the german speaking area and also in the british in the British area, um, it is said that showing too much gestures appears nervous, and that is also a misconception. A lot of gestures never appear nervous it's only if Now pay attention, it is only if the frequency is too high. So Uh if you get your arms out and push them and pull them back and from one side to the other, that makes you appear nervous. But if you take your arm and spread it out on the right side, when you say, on the one hand we have that, and your arm is still out and your elbow is stretched and you have a big and huge gesture, but your arm is calm, And then you go out with your left hand and say, on the other hand, we have that. Then you show a lot of gestures. You show huge gestures, but you appear very, very self-confident. That is especially important for women because uh, even when you are standing with legs quite, quite close, um, then you can show a lot of claim for ground just keeping your arms wide open and wide and keep them for seconds and seconds. And that makes you appear self-confident. Mm-hmm.
1: And um yeah, that, that, that is, is very interesting, but I I'm thinking it, it is really interesting on the gender differences there in presentations. I come back to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I've been watching TV the last couple of days. I've been watching CNN. I've been watching the um the trump impeachment uh Mm -hmm. things and so Mm -hmm. i i really notice a difference when on the presentation station styles between women women when they come up and they give their one minute okay Mm -hmm. Um, is is there really a style difference or um is it like what you said learning okay
2: um yeah it it is a little bit of that what we talked before women um on general on general um, maybe on average claim for less ground and you can see that on stage Uh for instance if you see a facilitator a moderator on tv and he spreads his arms on the table in front of him we won't even realize that with men if a woman does that we realize it and we Uh think oh she makes herself uh, herself quite large quite big in front of the tv screen why don't women do that because if um, women are weaker From a physical standpoint, they are weaker. So what they had to learn is to avoid physical conflicts. And Mm. most of the physical conflicts arose from uh, fights about ground. And Uh that is why when you are in the cinema or on an airplane, the armrest is mainly occupied by men. And that is also a stereotype which can be seen um, a lot of times. That is why stereotypes are often true. Um, But on average, men didn't care that much about claiming for ground. And that is why I said before, pay attention. If you don't dare to claim for ground on a stage or in front of an audience, people always have a little bit of an impression that you are not self-confident enough. And okay. it is not that you have to be always very wide with your facial, with your with your gestures. It is important that you sometimes show um, a, a, a big and 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 wide gestures.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay that that's interesting. I never thought about the airplane arm. That's right. I always make them push them off. But, <laughs> but anyways, Um so how how much in this whole thing and and how much does voice um and articulation play a role, okay, and body language, okay? It, um so now we're talking about the space we occupy, but then there's also the tone in the voice. Mm-hmm. How how does that
2: play a role for us yeah that that, that makes, um, uh, plays a big role also a big role not that that a big role as the body language because we are visual animal mm-hmm. but a lower voice is better for being accepted as an alpha animal now that is not my opinion that is what research shows mm-hmm. and they also saw that with uh, with uh, populations who still live in the jungle? Who still are pr- primitive uh, cultures? When women, women with lower voices, are mainly accepted as hunting partners, and women with higher voices are mainly accepted as um, sexual partners and as as uh, wives. Nice. Um, but what we want to see um, on the telephone or on stage is an alpha animal, a person who is competent. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't help women a lot when I say uh, women have to sh- to have lower voices. But the thing is, normally when we are nervous, our voice gets higher and we talk a little bit quicker. So mm-hmm. what I give as a tip is when you are nervous before entering a stage is just get ta- get down to your normal tone of the voice and Mm -hmm. that is enough
1: okay and that's a that's a great tip and uh, stephanie i do want to take this one step further because we're talking about we're still talking about gender a little bit and we t- we touched on the cultural differences of americans and learning to present um what about other cultural differences you know we're in a global economy today i mean there there's so many things we have to be aware of what's your mm-hmm. tips there for people I
2: don't- oh yeah um the, the world is globalizing um, um, each year more and more and we have the difficulty is that when we talk to someone, we often don't know where this person comes from. Mm-hmm. So it is not that in former times we said, when you go to China, the Chinese are completely different. Or when you go to, uh, to Africa, people are completely different. You know, from point one, China is so big that there is not one Chinese body language. Yeah. And the same is with Africa, with America, and so on. So, um, and Today, it is even more complicated because within a company, you can't see where this person is from and what is his or her natural body language, cultural body language. So what I would suggest is, maybe you don't know how to greet in a different in a, in a foreign country. Maybe you don't know what they normally do. But what each and everyone realizes is how you mean you're welcoming. Is it nice? Is it likable? Or is it aggressive? Is it disinterested? So I would suggest that if you practice being nice and uh, competent at home, that works well everywhere in the world. Otherwise, we couldn't read the body language of the Chinese president, for instance. We couldn't read the the body language of the Japanese Kaiser. And you couldn't read the body language of the German Chancellor um, Angela Merkel if you wouldn't be a German. Because Mm -hmm. the main part of the human body language is universal
1: because it is older than
2: the human itself.
1: Mm-hmm. And 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 that and that's the body con the body language reading and that's a really good tip because it is really hard to read today. Um, and eye contact, how, how does that play a role in this? In in most parts of the world, it is absolutely okay to show
2: eye contact. Mm-hmm. It is only in in some areas in Arabic countries where it is not appropriate for a woman to 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 keep eye contact and also for men to keep eye contact with a married woman. But mm-hmm. you know, um, keep the keep the ball down on the earth. That mm-hmm. is mainly a thing in social media that is that is made bigger and bigger. Believe me, I'm traveling the world so much, and normally. Um, when you get along with people in your own country, in my home countries, Austria and Germany and Europe, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, when I'm in Arabic country, when I'm in, in East Asian countries, I do what I do at home. Okay. And I had never, never, ever had either the, I had, had, would I have the problem that I made something completely wrong? Because if you do it nice, if mm-hmm. you show some signals of subordinates, you, you will always be accepted.
1: Yeah, that's great tip. So, Stefan, we're going to take another break um, now. And for our listeners, we're talking with Stefan Vera, and he's one of the most in-demand body language experts in Europe, working with universities, business people, and scientific institutes to help all of us understand better what our body language is revealing about who we are and what we're thinking. And he has numerous television shows, radio shows. He has 3.2 million video clicks. 80,000 followers on social media and up to 650,000 views on social media. So please reach out to Stefan and you can reach him on his website www.stefanvera.com also on Facebook under Stefan Vera and on LinkedIn under Stefan Vera and that is with Stefan with S T E F A N Vera V E R R A and i am your host kimberly lewis a leadership and business expert you can contact me with questions and comments on leadership beyond borders at gmail.com or join our linkedin group on leadership beyond borders or go to my website leadershipbeyondborders.net now this broadcast is also brought to you by cinda one of europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association cinda holds digital conferences in europe and the next conference will be held may 26th may 24th to 26th in berlin and guess who's going to be speaking? Stefan's going to be speaking. So if you want to see Stefan in person live on the 26th of May, please go to www.cinda.com under Localcom 2020 Events. Cinda also helps SMEs with digital advancement. Cinda's of market research and is a thought leader in digital and conducts conferences in Europe middle east and africa so once again go to www.cinda.com and with that we're going to take a short break and we come back i want to hear some tips from you stefan on how we can train our bonnie language and and what we can do better to make sure we do get accepted and we show acceptance to other people okay
2: i'm glad to do that
1: okay and with that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back Business
3: news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAM Business. Again, that's at VoiceAM Business. And stay current. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Station. And we are talking today with Stefan Vera, and he's one of the most in-demand body language experts in Europe. And he has over... Three point two million video clicks and eighty thousand followers on social media, and we're lucky enough to talk to him today. So Stefan, we've been talking this is this is great stuff, okay so um, I'd like I'd like to start to get some tips for you, okay because uh-huh. I always I always kind of worry about you know um, body language, you know, am I coming on too strong or am I too happy or whatever? So I mean first of all, how does one become aware of what one should do in a situation? I mean, is there any general tips? Yeah, uh, the first one is don't worry about your body language
2: too much, Kimberly, because okay. just listening to your voice, one can hear how much energy you have within you. And that is always important. Now, first and foremost, you can't do it right for each and everyone. And um, please get, get off that, that backpack from you. Yeah. Number two is how do we get aware? It is mainly if you see, if, if you look into the mirror, for instance, if you, another tip is when you see the photos of your last vacation and you see your face on 20, 30, 40 pictures and on each and every photo, you are not smiling. You know, mm-hmm. it was not the photographer who did something wrong. And if you are sitting in your car and there's a, uh, is a traffic light and it is red and you have to wait and you look in the car on the right side and the person is looking grumpy and then you realize <laughs> on the left side, this person is also grumpy. You know what? Maybe you just look into the mirror of your car. Maybe you have the same facial expression. And that are, th- those are all tiny little things where you get more and more aware that you have to train your facial expressions. For instance, the smiling. What I do is as I'm uh, frequently on stage is I get someone with my smartphone and let them film me or record me for a couple of minutes, not too long, just a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. because I want to get the benchmark. Do I smile that often or don't I do that? And with me, um, um, I'm, I'm happy to be your guest in Berlin with, in, in the next convention. I, uh, you will realize that the audience will be smiling and laughing a lot during my presentation. Mm-hmm. And I always had the misconception that I am also smiling so much mm-hmm. until I saw a, lo- a lot of videos of me. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I am looking quite serious. And that is where you get aware when you record yourself, when you see the feedback you get from other people, because people around you mainly mirror the the body language you showed them.
1: Ah, you know, I, I was just thinking about that, and that's a good point because you know these situations where you come and you're happy, you just kind of feel those vibes coming back that you know this person is not happy, and um, and how how do you so how would I interpret that? So so I want to I can interpret my body language by looking in the reflection of somebody else is what you're saying too and how my they attitude. react?
2: I mean, yeah, it's 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 getting aware of your own body language. language. With interpreting, it is quite difficult. Uh, hang on, I give you another tip for your everyday body language. <laughs> and that is uh, compare it with your style of dressing. Because a lot of people think when they have to do a presentation, oh, I have to dress in a different way today. I have to be more elegant. And, you know, and, and also the people, sometimes you see men in their suits and with some men, you realize normally they wouldn't wear a suit. It is mm-hmm. only because it is that conference, for instance. Mm-hmm. And that always looks a little bit awkward. And the same is with our body language. You know what I say to them? If you have a stylish and a well-prepared way of dressing in your everyday life, you don't have to change that for, for any. Occasion in your life. And the same is with body language. If you have a respectful, a highly energetic and a likable body language in your everyday life with your family, with your neighbors, with your friends, you don't have to change that in any any situation of your life. So when you are doing a presentation, when you have a negotiation, a one-on-one negotiation, you don't have to do something different only because it's a negotiation. Train it in your everyday life. Be nice even if the person doesn't buy anything from you.
1: Uh, that's a that's a really good tip. I mean, and this is general tips too for everybody. Okay, all of business people. And yeah, what about? What about do you have any specific tips for for women? We have. A, I always feel women kind of struggle with this a little bit more. Um, yeah. Do you have any specific tips that might be for the the leaders, female leaders out there listening?
2: Yeah, women struggle um, a little bit more and that is the, the reason is in their brains. The hypercampus, a part in their brain is better developed than in the male brain on average. And the hypercampus is important for reading body language. Mm-hmm. And that was important because on the body language, you, you would see if a physical conflict was arising. That is okay. the gut feeling that a lot of women have. And that is why so many women think of their body language, oh, do I have everything right or not? Um, first tip is think of your eyebrows. I mentioned them quite a lot because it's one of the, of the strongest signals we have available in our communication. When you see a person, when you welcome them, raise your eyebrows. When you say something important, Number one, number two, and most importantly, it is number three. Then not only your face shows the importance, but also your voice goes up automatically. So your eyebrows are really important. Number two and number three is look for symmetry in your body language when you say something important. Because women show way more asymmetry in their body language. Uh-huh. It is a little bit more softer, the lines of the body language. You know, one leg on the other side, the head a little bit tilted, the arms um, not symmetrical. And that is nice because it doesn't look that dangerous. But mm-hmm. when you want to say something important, you should change that asymmetry to asymmetry. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is... Look for the NN rule in your body language. That is so important. The NN rule says if you say something to a person and you really want to emphasize it, it is important that the other person realizes that was not just an information, that was an important information. Mm-hmm. And it is the same when you're talking with children, you know, and you, your children, you say them, clean your room. Mm-hmm. and. Then you, you do something different and you ask him, what's, what's with your room? Is it, is it cleaned up already? And then the children, what they hear is, I have to clean the room. But mm-hmm. what they realize in the body language is, is that information important or not? Uh-huh. And when, you show, uh, when you say it with the wrong body language, you have to shout to the children and nothing will change. Uh-huh. With the N rule, the children will immediately realize how important the information was. Now, what is the N rule? When a person talks to us and it is not and we are not important for that person, this person might look at us just out of the corner of the eyes. If we are more important to that person, this person will show us the first N, and that is the nose. Mm -hmm. If we are really important to that person, and when you are really important to that person, this person won't show you only the first N, which is the nose. It will also show you the second N, and that is the navel. So the rule is the nose-navel rule. And we can use that also for our uh, communication. When we want to say something really important, it is important that you show to that person the NN, your
1: nose, and your navel okay well that 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 that's so that's really interesting I like I like the analogy with the kids okay because yeah. th- because <laughs> that that is perfect because you say to them go do this and if you're not paying attention to them they're not going to do that <laughs> so- absolutely absolutely and most of the times parents and
2: I'm also a father of two boys most of the times we just talk to them about the sh- uh, over the shoulder you know do yeah. this do that and we uh, we expect that they realize how important that thing is when something is really important important, Turn the nose and the navel and
1: say, shut down the uh, PlayStation, and they will do it. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and and Stefan, I have, I have a question that, that kind of lies in my mind because mm-hmm. we're, we're, in, we're in a virtual world today, and, and people, they Skype a lot, and, mm-hmm. um, and they don't think about body language when they're Skyping. But uh, it's, it's just as important, isn't it, when you're seeing somebody on a video as it is in person?
2: Yeah um, that that is the purpose of of video conferencing, you know you see that person. Mm-hmm. So the body language is, is is so important when doing a Skype session. Number one is don't choose a perspective that is too small, which means only your face doesn't give the other person a lot of impression of you. We, I, I just talked to the director of the uh, University for Film in Munich, Germany. We um, do too many close-up in film and also in video conferencing. Mm-hmm. We, are, we have to see more of the body language. That is one tip I would give. Tip number two is don't show too big gestures on a, on a screen because for the other person that screen is the whole horizon. And so even a little motion in your hands um appears way bigger because the horizon is so big when we talk to a person um we see the whole horizon which is almost 180 degrees which is a huge picture so if someone shows big gestures that is not a problem on a screen a big gesture appears way too big Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen that, too, with, with on the screen. I didn't think about that at all. Um, but, I mean, and even, even like, okay, we're doing it on laptops, but we're also doing it on mobile. I mean, that gets even worse mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, yeah. WhatsApp or FaceTime or whatever. Um, should we be showing our whole selves or just our faces? I mean, what's your suggestion there? Yeah, I would suggest at least down to the chest. And there's also a possibility it is
2: called the... The American position, and that is down to the, to the hips, mm-hmm. where you can almost see if someone has his hands in his pockets. And that is the American position because the, in the Westerns, you know, the cowboys had their colts down there, their, oh, their yeah. guns down there. And that is the American position. So if you have the possibility, show a little bit more, even if you're doing a conference on your smartphone.
1: Mm -hmm. and and do do, does voice and eyes play more importance hey
2: kimberly (laughs) hang on i have to give you a tip and (laughs) that is if you really want to make a good impression on tinder it is Uh, also important to show more of your body because the person who sees the photo gets the impression of motions and if you only see the face we can't we can't. Uh, we can make up the motions in our brain, and that is not only on Tinder. It is also when you do your photos on LinkedIn. If yeah. they are too close up, the other person can't make up any motions and doesn't get a strong impression. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting you.
1: Oh no, that's great. So we're we're getting towards the end of the show. So I want I want a tip for you, okay? Like you know, one big tip for the people on body language that are listening, the leaders that we're listening. If you had one thing to message to give them, what would that be? And the biggest message is don't be too critic
2: with yourself. Because when you look into the mirror, when you watch yourself, the only thing that you are looking for is that pimple in your face, you know? (laughs) And then you work on that as long until everyone else also can see it. But how big has the pimple to be in the other person's face that you even realize it? And that is with our body language. When you constantly criticize yourself, And on the other hand, expect to be a self-confident person that doesn't get together. Mm -hmm. So when you go out there and just stay true to your temperament, if you are really an outgoing person, that is okay. Even if some people say occasionally you are too loud. Yeah, but that is your temperament. And if you're a a reluctant, a a humble person, then it is also your temperament. And if people say, be louder, no, that is not your temperament. Mm -hmm. If we start to get true to our temperament that we are born with, then we have the biggest authenticity.
1: Yep, and I think that's great. So be true to yourself. And yes. then when you're true to yourself, everybody else will see you as you are. Yeah. By the way,
2: so, by the way, that
1: is one that is
2: rule number one when I work with people. I don't ever fiddle around with their personality. Yep. I don't want to change them. And rule number two is I only give them tips that work with each and every temperament, like raising the eyebrow. Whether you are the temperament of the of Angela Merkel or an outgoing temperament like an intelligent Uh,
1: like an Italian, you always can raise your eyebrows great well Stefan this has been great and thank you so much and for our listeners we've been talking with Stefan Vera he's one of the most in demand body language experts in Europe working with universities business persons and scientific institutes and he does a lot of training he's been on a lot of TV and if you please reach out to him you can reach out to Stefan on his website www.stefanvera.com and that's S-T-E-F-A-N V-E-R-R-A He's on LinkedIn under Stefan Vera, and he's on Facebook under Stefan Vera. And Stefan has over 2.3 million video clicks, um, followers, 80,000 followers on social media, and up to 650,000 views on social media. And he is an expert, so please reach out for him. He does seminars and Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association, is holding a conference in Europe, and that will be May 24th to 26th in Berlin. And Cinda is very very, very lucky to welcome Stefan on the 26th of May to Berlin, where he is going to be doing a session for the Cinda audience. And if you want more information on that, you can go to www.cinda.com. And Stefan, once again, thank you so much for taking the time today.
2: Kimberly, thank you for having me. It was just a blast with you.
1: Yeah, I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing you, May, and um, having our listeners reach out to you once again, www.stephenvera.com. Please reach out to Stefan. And please listen to us every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And if you happen to miss an episode, you can download us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And connect with me, Kimberly, at cinda.com or leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and tell me what you want to hear about. And welcome to 2020, our first show, a really exciting one, and I look forward to having you tune in again next week. Thank you.